Once again, the Bears are inadequate at the position of quarterback. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Andy Dalton, that's the plan B. How's this the plan B? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Andy Dalton is not that guy. And the Bears organization knows it. And Ryan Pace knows it. And Matt Nagy knows it. And that's why they try to get Russell Wilson. Today's guests, NFL Network reporter Steve Weish. Buccaneers linebacker Levante David. CBS Sports college basketball analyst Clark Kellogg. Co-host of Brother from Another, Michael Smith. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All righty then. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen, here on a Thursday where the madness begins. Good to see you over there, Chris Brown. Hey, buddy. What's happening? Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you, Rich. Good to see you, TJ Jefferson, my social media grandmaster. Hey, How Rich. Are you, sir? When you're NWO, you're NWO for life. Good you know to see you, sir. Good to see everybody in their positions here on this day where madness meets the frenzy. The free agent <laughs> frenzy and the March madness. Boom. Oh, yeah. Let me just soak this in. You come up with a new word for that, Rich? Oh. Uh... Frenziness? <laughs> Frenziness? The frenziness altogether? Mad, mad Who wins in a bracket? Frenzy versus madness. I don't know. I think we should just... What's your favorite fr- What's I your favorite March that, term? I think, I think I'm putting that up on the poll right now. I'm putting what's it your favorite, What's your favorite March term? Frenzy or, or fren- madness? Frenzy or madness. Who you got? Who you got? Frenzy or madness? Frenzy or madness? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Madness, yeah. Right. Boy. So the madness begins tonight where the first four... <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah, how about the, you could post this one <laughs> don't uh what's your favorite don't call it in uh in 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 march don't call it yeah, a tampering, tampering window, window and don't call it playing games <laughs> oh god <laughs> whatever Fre- if it's frenzy don't call it tampering window if it's madness don't call it playing games these are playing games all right these are playing games to get to the to get in. All these 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 teams that you see on the screen right now, eight teams: Texas Southern, Mount St. Mary's, winner takes on my alma mater; Appalachian State, Norfolk State, winner, winner takes on Gonzaga. And Congratulations! Greatly, by the way, I greatly appreciate the people who put the brackets together for not trolling my institution of higher learning by making us play maybe App Appalachian State. State in the first round. I appreciate that. Nice, nice. They had to sit there and think. You know, that would have been really can't funny. Do that to them <laughs> drake and wichita state drake drake is playing drake is playing that game I'm oddly drake. enough in toronto wait a minute <laughs> oh that's weird thank you that's weird no all of these are of course in the great state of indiana in the bubble as uh ucla taking on michigan's oh, no i'm sorry uh-huh. MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage tonight against UCLA. I'm just trying to pay them the respect that they, they're they re- requesting. Can we just talk about how monster of a matchup that is for I know. a play-in game? I know. 19,000 Final Fours. <laughs> how many championships a, between the two of them? Definitely a record for a play-in game. Pardon me. My God. No, no, no. Chris. Sorry. It's a play-in game with Michigan State or a first four game with MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Let's call everybody what they want to be called. Go Rocket, go Mortgage. Go Mortgage. What if I told you in 1995 those two story franchises would be having a play-in game? No, or first four game. Please, let's do this the right way. First four game. Can we please button ourselves up? It's a little messy way started the show. We're we're, we're professionals here. So that's tonight. 
frenzy, tonight. Frenzy or madness? Who you got? Who you got? Frenzy <laughs> or madness? Let's talk about the frenzy a little bit because it's still going on. A um, couple of signings leapt out at me yesterday that I like a lot. And um, uh, I love the Emmanuel Sanders signing in Buffalo. Love that. Love Curtis Samuel of The Ohio State, while we're calling everybody what they want to be called. Curtis Samuel now giving not one but two wide receiver weapons of note from The Ohio State. I think they went to high school together, if I'm not mistaken. Terry same McLaurin and too, same yeah. recruiting class and, and Curtis Samuel. And those will be the weapons for Taylor Heineke until <laughs> everybody realizes Ryan Fitzpatrick's on the roster and he gets all the starts. It's magic starts week one, right? Well, I mean, it's going to be a competition. I'm sure if when, not if, we get Ron Rivera on this program, there'll be a competition. It'll be healthy. And then I'll say to him, hey, look, Ron, you know. It's going to be Ryan's gig where either it's Ryan gets Ryan Fitzpatrick gets a gig by either beating out the competition or an injury to the starter or the starter that everybody in the place wants to have start because he's younger than him finally falters and then Ryan Fitzpatrick gets out there and the entire world falls in love with him from all of his teammates to all of the fans to all of the coaching staff that wanted to have the younger guy try and get the win and get the start and get the reps. That's the way it works with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then in that one case, and then in terms of the injury to the starter, we all know sometimes it's it's either a knee or a, a hammy or an ankle or in the case of the Jets, a jaw. You know, I mean, it's just it's just you never know how it's going to work for Ryan Fitzpatrick. What if that was a Tanya Harding situation where uh-huh. Ryan paid dude to punch Gino? A N K N M Polly. Hold on a second. In the role of, uh, if I believe it's Jeff Gould. No, no, is uh, Eckhart right? Oh. Well, Eckhart was the one well, who hit the. Who did the who you pay right? So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> something to think about. So at any rate, uh, I love the Curtis Samuel signing. Let's talk about the Washington Football Team a little bit here. Okay. Let's talk about the team that went to the playoffs last year and did give all of those young players a little taste, wet their beaks a little bit, dip their toe in, to use the gronk phrase of the week. So you got all that. Then you got Antonio Gibson, who was terrific at running back last year. You got McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, just for two, at the wide receiver spot, who can run you down, run you over with Gibson and Logan Thomas at the tight end position. I should stop going higher register here because Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, whatever. Hey, we can, we can whatever Ryan Fitzpatrick into the playoffs and then he'll whatever you out of the playoffs. Yada, 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 yada. <laughs> Next thing you know, this is why, you know, and this before Curtis Samuel signs with Washington, this is when uh, why Michael Irvin came on the show the other day when I asked him about, you know, the Dax signs and this is clearly your division, right? And he's like he used the word shoo-in and then perhaps after using the word shoo-in as his default mechanism talking about the Cowboys is like every other cowboy honk and I'm looking at you included, puff your chest out. You puff your chest out and then he starts going in his mind, well, Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, yeah, that was okay. I mean, that, that – they, they, they've got a shot, but not like Dallas. And then, of course, the Giants, who might be signing Kenny Galladay today. Hey, now, Galladay. keep an eye out for no. that. 
keep an eye out for that. And um, if that happens, that is the clear indication, clearest indication of it's go time now for Daniel Jones. We are going to evaluate Daniel Jones with Galladay and a reconfigured Saquon Barkley and let's go to work. But that's when Irvin was like, as soon as he heard about Fitzpatrick signing, it gave him pause. Because we all know you got to believe in what you see, and what you see from Fitzmagic is exactly that. And I liked the Curtis Samuel signing, and it's another guy that Rivera's bringing his guys in. It's his guys. And then Chase Young on the other side of the line of scrimmage is no joke. He is going to be flat out from week one in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation for the 2021 season. He is going to be even better. And that defense does not allow you to run after the catch if you are running it back in 2021, like 2020. And obviously, you can't have a lot of connective tissue from one season to the other and just assume it. I like the Curtis Samuel signing a lot. All right, let's putting go, it all let's, the pieces together far, here. Poll question, real okay. poll question at Rich Eisen Show. NFC East favorite right now. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Washington. Okay, do it. Let's hit it at Rich Eisen Show. And by the way, what are you talking about real poll question? Your favorite March oh. phrase, frenzy or madness, is <laughs> as was, real as it gets. That was very real. I mean, it's a serious yeah, question. Who you got, frenzy, madness? Excuse me. Chris. Early barn burner, 5248. Are, are you uh, of madness? Frenzy. Frenzy. Okay. Well, and, and you look at me and don't call that a real poll question. Are, you're not new to these parts, Chris. I mean, yesterday we had we had the coach of the world champion Los Angeles I'm Lakers aware. defending champion Los Angeles Lakers on this show, and I used more real estate on the subject of why aren't you wearing suits anymore than I did on Anthony Davis's health. Well, he gave a okay. quick, quick AD answer. I know he did, you know, and I know that you don't usually follow up injury questions with your uh, with head coaches, but. In terms of also running it back and needing to pump the brakes from one season to the other, as you have to do in the NFL, because perfect example, look at the NFC champions of two years ago, last year's defending NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers. Look at that team, right? Lost week one to the Arizona Cardinals when we were all going higher register on Kyla Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, might be pretty right? good together. Week one in a pandemic, no one in the stands was really weird up there in Santa Clara, California, and the Cardinals walk away with the win. And then in week two, everybody on that defensive line blows their knee out pretty much. And when you trade away DeForest Buckner and you do obviously draft his replacement, there you're, you're going to have a little bit of a drop-off, certainly in the first half of a season. Solomon Thomas goes out. By the way, he signed a sweetheart, a sweetheart of a deal for the Raiders yeah. with the Raiders yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa, we're expecting to come back. But anyway, the, my, my point is we all know what happened with the 49ers last year, and it, it fell apart. Poof. It, was, it wasn't a Super Bowl hangover. It was just circumstances. You know, came home to roost on that team that also finished the season as a home team in Arizona. Okay? So you never know what may happen to a team that lost the Super Bowl or even went to the Super Bowl and so on and so forth. I bring that up as just a backdrop to say that what the Buccaneers have done so far in this week of free agency and leading up to it is living up to the word of the general manager, Jason Light, when he was on this program a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl, living up to the 
spirit and philosophy and belief that was stated by their Super Bowl winning head coach after the game that night and also a few days later on this show and Bruce Arians is that I think we can sign everybody back. And they franchise tag Chris Godwin, who apparently, according to reports coming out of the worldwide leader in sports and other spots, has signed his franchise tender. That does not mean he's going to play on the franchise tag figure this year. That means he has signed it. He is not holding out. He is going to be part of all the off-season program activities. He will be in the fold this year for sure. They do have a few months to figure out the long-term contract possibilities and in terms of that figure maybe they let every other piece of the puzzle fall into place all the dust if you will settle but he's there 12 is going to have 13 and 14 to throw to again in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and 12 we all know is Tom Brady who reconfigured his contract as well so they've got Tom handled it for one way to put it settled might be another They got Gronk after he dipped his toe in the free agency pool. One year, 10 million, according to Drew Rosenhaus. That hasn't been announced yet, but that is according to his agent. They got him. They got our second hour guest, Levante David. Two year, $25 million deal. Got him done. They also signed Aaron Stinney, a guard, to a one year deal. Got him handled. And that also includes Shaquille Barrett taken care of to a long-term deal. He didn't get what we saw, you know, a big hitting contract that he perhaps could have gotten if he decided to just say, you know what, thanks for the memories, Tampa. I'm going to go where the biggest dollars are. And I say that, fully aware that it's a four-year, $72 million contract. But when you're talking about premier edge rushers in the NFL, that's a position that gets paid, pizzade. A little bit more than that, but he's decided, I was acquired by them. I've become a grown-ass man there. I like it there. I like paying no state taxes there. I want to win again there. I liked being on a boat in a championship parade there. I'm staying there. And then a big piece yesterday, major piece yesterday, huge piece yesterday. Do it, Rich. Go for it, man. Kickers are big pieces, too. (laughs) Kickers are big pieces, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, just ask Bruce Arians how he liked, you know, the place kicking against the Giants in his first year after getting beat by Daniel Jones in his first career start. Daniel Jones coming back against the team, having a, the game on a, on the leg of his kicker. We all know kickers are what like lawyers. You don't you don't talk about them uh, until you need them. Until you, need one. you don't like them or covet them until you actually need one. Is that what it is? Ryan Suck Ryan Suckup was a big piece of this puzzle, man. He only missed three kicks last year. Three year, twelve million dollar deal. You're like paying four million dollars for kicker. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. When he, go, when he goes 37 for 40, you pay him $12 million. Warren Sapp told me a very long time ago, and I listen to what Warren has to say for many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, he's got a ton of great phrases, and he, he knows how to communicate them. And this one's safe for work. 
He said, there are two people you don't mess with in my locker room. Don't mess with my quarterback and don't mess with my kicker. Really? Yes, because he knows. He knows. He knows. Fragile minds. He gets it. Yeah. He gets it. The guy who basically says, you know, give me 17 points and I'll, I'll win you a championship. He understands that those 17 points are two touchdowns and a field goal. He understands that. They may come down to it. He plays his ass off. And the kicker boots three through the uprights. He understands what that means. Well done. And not to, if you will, suck up to Jason Light. Well done. Nice. Now, I, I don't know how it's all going to play out, but you have to assume that the fire that was ignited after they lost the Chiefs in the regular season last year is only going to be continued. That they've got even more confidence and an understanding of what worked in a better way of handling whatever crises might come up because they handled it all to the ultimate success the year before. That leaves what? Antonio Brown? But he's kind of like, you know, an extra cherry on top, you'd have to say. That leaves Indomitian and Sue, I guess, in terms of crucial players. And you let maybe those guys go through the free agent market and say, the door's open here, folks, but this is the figure that we can afford, certainly since we have to pay everybody and we got everybody back. Antonio uh, Brown's a heck of a cherry. Yeah, well, yeah right? I, mean, no, I know that, but honestly. Like, he's a luxury. He's a luxury. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you could run it back with Scotty Miller and these guys and right. Gronk and O.J. Howard, I believe, is still in this mix here. And, so. You know, I mean, so you can run a, this Cameron Brait if you want to bring him back. I mean, there's a ton of players that you can run it back with, and then there's the draft, too. Well, Cameron Brait. You know, caught the Lombardi on the, the boat. Biggest Rich, catch so of the year. He's very valuable. You know, I think valid. they got to keep him forever. For I mean, that. there's a ton of upside here. And Levante David is on this show. Steve Weich is going to join us coming up next. He, along with Jim Trotter, have had a nice run on the Huddle and Flow podcast. We didn't even open up this show at the fact that, you know, Deshaun Watson is wanting to still be on somebody else's team. Clark Kellogg will be joining us on this program to go over the brackets and then Michael Smith will help us here on NBC Sports on Peacock take us to his show Brother from Another Steve Weich and you at 844-204-RICH when we come back Passion, drive, and patience The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Superchargers Roof racks Exhaust kits LED headlights and more Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed We are back here on our radio network, back here as one happy family on Peacock. Fresh reminder about what's coming up this weekend on NBC Sports. The Honda Classic is coming up this week. Starts today, teeing off today uh, in the great state of Florida. We're going through that swing. Uh, They better have extra, uh, extra ammo because 16 of the 18 holes have water. Now, do, do professional players bring out more than one sleeve of golf balls in their bag? Well, you're only allowed six. Is that right? Yeah. Look at me. I'm a 51-year-old man. I've been covering all sports well, since like, 1996 at ESPN. Remember at the end of Tin Cup, that. remember he hits all those ones in the water, and if you know if you, oh, that's right. if you lose more okay. than six, you're disqualified. Well, I just didn't know if that was just you know something movie? out of Ron Shelton's brain. I think that's real. Okay. You think it is. You don't know. You don't know. You, <laughs> did you just give me some sort of rule based on Tin Cup? Yes. All right, you now need to look I, it up. I think it's, I think <laughs> it's true. Rate, the coverage of the Honda Classic. I don't know if NBC and the folks at Golf Channel are so play- like, great promo, Rich. You don't know anything about the actual rules or whatever. Nine golf balls, according to Don Bowie. I mean, Nine. At any rate, long story short, here's the nuts and bolts. Saturday on NBC at 3 o'clock Eastern time. <laughs> the Honda Classic. Nine golf balls. Great stuff out of you, Chris. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Keep holding down that fort. <laughs> 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Love this guy. Love being able to call him a friend and a colleague at NFL Network, NFL Media Group. He's got his ear to the ground uh, in the National Football League. And also, he and Jim Trotter have been crushing it, as the kids say, on their podcast, Huddle and Flow, where you can get uh, where all podcasts are acquired. Steve White here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Steve? Rich, I'm great. Good morning, and thanks for having me on, my man. You, you bet, Steve. Did I when when you were when you were uh, uh, working it for the uh, Atlanta Journal Constitution back in the day as an ink stained wretch? If I told you you'd have a, a tremendous podcast and you're a great podcaster, what would you have said back then? When if I told you that what's a pot? I, I would say what's a podcast. <laughs> but but actually no. I mean I, I would have no idea. I mean you know look back then I didn't have the confidence. I, I had. You know, I had no idea. I was so, you know, seeing the world through such my written journalist straw, I would have no idea that that anything that's happened to me since I've come to the NFL media group would have happened. Well, you and Jim have been have been terrific. And and the story that that's, you know, kind of been um, it's not made. But what you what what you have been able to advance, let's put it that way, through your podcast on the Deshaun Watson saga, which is the only way to put it through. Uh, the guests of Jalen Ramsey, uh, who is a fellow Pro Bowl um, client uh, of the same agent, David Mugaletta, and also uh, with David Culley last week, 
So I give you the floor on where you think this is going right now, the current state, and where you think it is going, Steve. Yeah, Reggie, I mean, you know, look, we, you know, Jalen Ramsey came out, you know, again, like you said, David Willigata represents both him and Deshaun, their friends. Um, he said, I don't think Deshaun Watson is ever going to suit up for the Houston Texans again. And then we had David Culley on, you know, he said, look, he's our quarterback right now, you know, the, the – forever beloved right now tag. And, you know, the thing is we've heard Les Snead say it. We've heard other people say it, but they were decision makers. David Culley's not the decision maker down in Houston, but he does have his ear to the ground on what they're going to do. And everything throughout that interview led us to believe, you know, because I know you had Jim on as well, that, that Deshaun Watson's going to get traded, that they understand the seriousness of, of his intent not to report and 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 I think you know they, you know they they get that okay if we sit there and we hold on to him we're cutting off our noses to spite our face what type of culture is that going to establish in the building if we do that so more and more people I'm talking to to throughout the league rich feel that as we get closer to the draft that there's going to be some movement now will it be the Jets coming up will it be the Dolphins will it be the Carolina Panthers nobody knows because you know they they've all got assets and equity. Um, that would seem something like the Texans might want. But, you know, again, it, if they if they try to slow play it and maybe don't give the Texans the farm, then what does Houston do? I mean, do they take any deal out there or, or what? So this is going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks. But, again, the feeling is that the Sean Watson will be moved before the trade. The, the, I'm sorry, the uh, the draft. And and by the way, Steve Weiss, you're showing off your your chops as a uh, broadcaster right there by gently correcting me on me mispronouncing the name of the agent. It's David Mulligetta, which I know, so I appreciate you doing that. Um, and also, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Cully kind of even smiled when he gave the answer, when he right now the quarterback, knowing what that language is infused. And, you know, Jim jumped on it, and you jumped on it right then and there, and it was a funny sort of exchange that the two that the three of you had the two of you had with him but it's you know when it's all said and done I, I was wondering you know because uh, he took a second bite at the apple um in a in a press conference later in the day to to take more of the hard line stance of he, he's our guy and you know that's how we're moving forward because it is going to be an ugly situation if this thing goes past the draft it's going to become and, and jim even pointed that out and you have too that that it, it's going to force him between principles and money. And so what is his mindset on this front? Because what if he does, uh, you know, we, we mentioned, as you just did, Jets, Dolphins, Carolina, because they have top 10 picks and they have the ability to maybe uh, flip a quarterback towards Houston, even though they did sign Terod Taylor to that spot this week or a spot that this week. But what if he wants to go to a spot that doesn't have the – the tools to uh, replenish draft picks, like, say, Denver or San Francisco, as Mike Lombardi mentioned earlier this week on this show. I give you the floor on that, Steve. Yeah, I mean, look, this is where the no-trade clause comes in, and that's where he has to say, well, if I veto those, then I'm stuck here. Right? And then that's, and that's where the leverage, the, the kind of at least public relations, public image leverage goes back to the Texans, because right now they're just a disaster of a situation in the, in the view of the public. But if, he, if they try to trade him in... in and he says, or if he says, I want to trade to Denver or San Francisco, and they're like, well, they've got nothing that's going to benefit the team, then that's where the team's just like, well, too bad then. Then, you know, you have to decide if you're going to play or not. It's on you. So 
I don't, I don't know if he'll necessarily force that issue right now. If he wants out, then he's going to have to say, okay, I'll, I'll take it. Now, he may not want to go to some place where, where they're going to lose or they've, they've got nothing going on or this or that, but the team's got to do right by itself as well. The team can't be dumb, but at the same time, it can't play a uh, you know, hard line. And, and, Rich, you and I have been, have been doing this for a long time. I've never seen this type of stare down. We, we've seen some ugly situations. I've covered the NBA. I've, I've done things. We've seen ugly situations where players try to finesse their way out and teams try to play hardball or, or, or acquiesce or whatever. But because this is an NFL quarterback, a young quarterback who's the face of the franchise, really the only face of a franchise which has gotten rid of so many key players, um, if this is, this is an, just a real intriguing stare down to see if someone's going to do something that's going to make sense for everybody or if they're going to allow this to fester and get ugly and allow this franchise to really go down a hole, which a lot of us think is at the bottom now. But as you and I both know, things can always get worse. And, and, and the reason why, Steve, is because many of these situations or holdouts, for the lack of a better phrase, because if he is withholding his services, if that does happen, it would be a holdout. Normally, that gets fixed with a new contract or an extended contract. Or right. or or it's, it's something like Harden over well you know you changed the coach on me here and uh, we're not going to win here and I've got a small window left right now and I've got you know um, people like Durant and Kyrie who want me to play there and I I want to force myself to that situation there and I know the NBA and the NFL are different but this one is about something that we still don't fully know about what can you can you tell me about what is the ultimate I don't want to play for this franchise anymore about, Steve. Well, it's clearly about ownership and upper management. It, it has nothing to do with David Cully. And that's something we, we talked about there. You know, I asked him, I said, David, this has nothing to do with you. You have no history with Deshaun, right? And, you know, I said, this is about ownership and leadership. You know, Deshaun has seen DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt go away. And, and, and he's seen the dismantling of the team. And he's seen... You know, just how the structure at the top, you know, Bill O'Brien, you know, happened last year and him being gone. And then the then ownership coming to him, and this isn't just a room, I've heard this from people, ownership coming to him saying, well, we want your input on what we're doing in the future. And then they ask him, he gives it, and they're like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> so, you know, he feels like he's been dismissed. He sees what's going on with the club. He knows they're two years away from being two years away. So, again, he, he doesn't want to be, you know, part of the situation right now because it doesn't look like there's any guidance or leadership or structure in place. And, and, and you know, I'm sure there's a lot of there's, – there's probably a lot of people saying, well, he signed that contract. Or maybe there's other owners saying, don't let him do this. That's such a bad precedent. I think this is a complete outlier to that. I don't think there's going to be a bunch of players all of a sudden trying to force the issue because those that have in the past usually have wound up in bad situations. This is an outlier because it's a quarterback who signed a mega deal, who's young in his career, and he does have a little bit of influence in what's going on. No doubt. Uh, and this is something I, you know, I I put on Twitter when I retweeted one of the videos of, of Jim Trotter being on your colleague from Huddle and Flow, uh, and also with uh, Lombardi when he was on. Michael Lombardi was just like, he's a player. And he's not going to turn down hundreds of millions of dollars just to make a point, you know, when it's push comes to shove. And I kind of push back at Mike uh, and saying, like, because yes, this, this sounds like to me, you know, a 20th century 
business model placed on a 21st century athlete. And the reason why this isn't going to be an outlier is because there aren't many Deshaun Watsons, you know? And I understand that Deshaun has signed a contract, and I understand that it, it he, he did it with the management, uh, with the with the owner that um, that he now has an, uh, an issue with, um, the team owner that he now has an issue with. But to me, I... I I think 21st century athletes going to get what he wants at the end of the day. And I don't know why I feel it. And I know this is the NFL. And I know that the NFL usually creates a situation where he's going to, Deshaun Watson's going to have to look in his mirror and take out his, you know, his app that's connected to his bank account and look at the zeros and wonder about how few he might have uh, in addition later on if he makes this choice for the moment in short term. I just think he's going to win out, Steve. I don't know why. I just yeah, feel that. I'm with you, Rich. And, but, but let's not discount this. You know, a lot of times you hear stories like this, and we're like, whatever, whatever. Deshaun Watson, growing up, was homeless for a little bit, right? So he, he's had nothing, right? He has fought and struggled for everything he has earned, right? Nothing's been given to him. This guy has earned everything in his existence. So him having to lose out on $30 million, now let's not forget, he's got a nice little nest egg already in the account, yep. right? But him having to say, Okay, I won't get $30 million this year if I sit out because of principles. He's been there. He has struggled. This dude has had a hard time putting food on his plate in his life, right? So I, I don't think that anything that, that comes his way right now is a hardship that he can't deal with, right? Again, he, he's got a different mentality. He's a special person. We've heard about the perseverance and the character. We, we know the guy. This is not some type of money grab or something like this. This is a principal dude who, again, if he's got to give up money, he can say, I made it this far having had nothing. So I can do that again if I've got to do this. Steve Weich here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, just because Russell Wilson wasn't dealt to the Bears doesn't mean he's going to be n- not dealt, right? I mean, that that there's there still could be some legs to this thing, or you think the fact that they told the Bears – uh, no thank you, um, means that this is the end of that. What, what do you got for me from that perspective? I, I think it's the end of that because, because of the no-trade clause that Russell Wilson has. I mean, I, I don't think Russell is trying to necessarily go anywhere. You know, he had those select teams. Now, maybe, maybe the Raiders, one of those teams, says, okay, we, we've got this. We're, we're gonna, I don't know where they're going to get the money from. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, teams have to have some cap space. They, they've got to be able to figure this out to make the deal done, make make this type of deal um, get done. And that's not an easy thing to do in a year when the cap goes down. But, you know, we, we saw the supposed bounty that the Bears offered, and if the Seahawks rejected that, to me, that, you know, that's kind of, okay, hey, you swung for the fences, Ryan Pace, they didn't like it, and there's not many other teams right now who've who've got, all of that. Now, some people said because the Bears didn't have a quarterback to give back, you know, maybe that's what squash it. I, I just don't think the Seahawks are going to move. Even though they pondered it, I just don't think they're going to move off of Russell Wilson right now. We'll see what happens after this season, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen right now. And it's interesting to me, Steve Weich, that uh, one of the teams that was mentioned that uh, in by Mark Rogers, I guess, the agent, that he'd be willing, Russell would be willing to go to is the Las Vegas Raiders. That was before they started dismantling their offensive line um, in a way. You know, Rodney Hudson traded to Arizona, which 
my gosh, continues to get stronger. But Gabe Jackson is acquired by Seattle to maybe mollify Russ's concern about pass protection, and it should help mollify that since one of the teams Russ wanted to go to was the team that when he said he wanted to go there, Gabe Jackson was on the offensive line. So they actually went and got one of the protectors that he was willing to be protected by. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, look, and that's a smart move. And let's not forget that Shane Waldron is now the new offensive coordinator in Seattle. They're going to run that Rams scheme, which is running back friendly, where if you give some, some good offensive linemen, some athletic guys like a Gabe Jackson, you're going to be able to do some things that's also going to change it up a little bit for Russell. It's not so much of that power run game that they've had with Marshawn and Chris Carson. It's going to be a little bit more of that zone scheme stuff. So there's going to be some changes there um, as well. But, Rich, you bring up a great point when you talk about he wanted to go to to one of the teams was the Raiders with that great offensive line. One of the teams was the Bears that does not have a great offensive line. So, so, you know, really, I mean, what is is Russell really looking for if – if that's the situation. But I think the fact that Seattle did go out and get Gabe Jackson, um, you know, is a sign, hey, they want to get better up front and Russ look to see here's something that we're doing with a little bit of cap space that we have to help to help pacify you a little bit. Steve, I appreciate the time. Um, let's do this again. Um, you and I uh, have the same podcast guest this week uh, on my Just Getting Started is Soledad O'Brien, correct? It's She's on your pod this week on Huddle and Flow? She's not. She had her, her flight Her flight got delayed when we were scheduled oh. to do it, so we're going to have to reschedule her. So she's all yours, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's less awkward then. Um, so, uh, again, you've just been crushing it on that pod. It's been great, a great listen, and great to see you guys do that and the support from uh, from from the NFL Total Access crew putting this stuff on the air. It's great. Uh, I love seeing it, Steve. Well, we're trying to be like you, Rich, and we really appreciate the praise. But thanks so much, and a, thanks for having me on. It's today. a fact. Let's do it again. We'll do it again real soon as the draft approaches. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the time. You got it, brother. That's Take Steve White. Check out Huddle and Flow with uh, Jim Trotter. I guess is this a good time as any to say Soledad O'Brien is – or it, she's – I taped it a couple weeks ago, oh, so there was okay. no, there's no <laughs> issue with flights and delays, <laughs> anything like that. But uh, that'll be that'll be dropping, as the kids say, tomorrow on Friday for for just getting started. Just real quick here, you, I know I I know I'm not an outlier. I just don't see Deshaun Watson changing his mind. No okay, chance. I don't Zero. see it. I don't see it at all. What is suddenly going to change between now and what August? You know, and July? I, and I know, I know. There's just a couple things too. Is this? You know, I, I know that there's that the accusations that have been hurled at him. We haven't really discussed them because you know, um, it, it's 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 something that uh, he has responded to, and we'll see how everything plays out. And the last thing you want to do is treat anything of this nature frivolously in any way, shape, or form. It's tough, though, not to look at it as anything but that when the attorney who's filing these civil suits against Russell, uh, against Deshaun Watson, are, are, are posting him on his Instagram account first. I don't. That that one is just new to me. 
And if it makes Deshaun Watson feel like, what the hell am I doing in this town? Then I can't see his resolve getting anything more than strength. And I don't see him saying, you know what, I'll run it back. And I know he, this, this, this will end up being termed that he's turning his back on his teammates. You know, that'll, that, that'll, that'll come in that direction if it goes that long. And as you know, what Michael Irvin said, if I was his teammate, I'd be calling him up saying, come on, let's go, let's go, let's run it back. I just don't see that happening. And I get the responses on these Twitter, these tweets of our sending our videos out saying, hey, you know, he signed a contract. And I, I get it. I totally understand that. And I know you and your business have signed a contract, can't do that. I know I'm in this business. You know, I can't do that. But Deshaun Watson can. And he's going to do it. I don't, I mean, the writing is on the wall in big block letters for crying out loud is what it seems to me. I felt it the first day that this was happening. I felt it the first week it was happening. This is now, what, in month two? This happened middle of January? It happened literally about two months ago at this time. We're now entering our third month of this conversation. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on this program. Don't go anywhere. Levante David of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up. Clark Kellogg with March Madness after him. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, Free agent move today, um, you know, the name Mike Boone always came up. He was a dynamite waiver wire pickup when everybody else in the running back position in Minnesota got hurt. He was always that guy, right? Whenever, um, <laughs> whenever uh, um, you know, Dalvin Cook gets hurt, and then what? Uh, Alexander Hamilton? That's not his name. The backup there in Minnesota, he Madison, gets hurt. Alexander, I know. I know. Uh, Alexander Madison gets hurt. Two T's. So the Denver Broncos picked him up. Okay. Can't get enough running backs. But in so doing, it looks like uh, that sent Philip Lindsay out the door. 
They Oof. removed the tender on him. Wow. And I heard that and I'm like, whoa. What gives there? Yeah. Is he just not durable? Is that what it is? He's a slider guy, but do you know what? If if I, I, I would be all over him right now. Literally right now. Yeah. Rat on cheese right now. White on rice right now. Literally right now. On Philip Lindsay, I would do it if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Oh. Oh. Bye-bye, James Conner. Do you remember oh. Fast Willie Parker, everybody? Do you remember him? Uh, the guy who ran off like a 675-yard touchdown? How? Oh. Run Super Bowl dude, dude was fast. That was his nickname. Now, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Willie, I, just, I don't know how their dimensions um, fit. I don't know. You know, look up Willie Parker's height and weight, would you please? Willie Parker was dynamite for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Looks like 5'10", 212. And Philip Lindsay's got to be, I don't know if he's, that's got to be the same thing, right? I mean, he's la- I think he's smaller than that, even. Philip Lindsay, 5'8", 190. You know what I mean? Like, he's a, he's a slighter version of fast Willie Parker. But right now, if I'm Kevin Colbert, I'm calling him up, and I'm saying, right now. I, I think he would be um, an affordable signee. Certainly, as you're waiting for Juju Smith-Schuster to come to the realization that a one-year deal back with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then you could just play with Big Ben one more year and dance on as many logos and TikTok all you want <laughs> one more time where we love you, we know you, come on back and ride your bicycle all you want, and then when the salary cap gets bigger, go ahead and hit it. We need you for Big Ben right now. You're seeing, you know, Corey Davis off the board. Kenny Galladay is going to go off the board today for maybe for the New York Giants, right? They're they're waiting for Juju to get through all that. That's what you do sometimes. Your general manager, you're like, look, I, I, I this is what I'm going to pay. This is all I can afford. You, you go find your market, and then you might lose that player, or you might just they go right through the first week of the frenzy. Frenzy. Check our poll question in a second. <laughs> But you go right through the poke, you know, right through all that, and um, and then they come back to you. Maybe that's what could happen with Indomik and Sue in Tampa, as he is yet to sign. Looks like the Patriots are doing that with David Andrews. Their center. That could happen too. And they signed Kyle Van Noy back. Oh, welcome no, back, welcome back, Kyle. Great show. Great show in the seventies. Was 70s. there any doubt that that wasn't happening? None that he at was all. Going back to the league. It's Patrick Chung retired as well. Patrick Chung retired. So. But they also signed Jalen Mills to take. No, Patrick no, I know that. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. They must have known. So right, right, right. Because when these retirements happen, you're like, boy, caught. They caught somebody flat-footed. But no, I mean now these things. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Speaking of the Jets, Rich, you see who they're talking to. Juju Smith-Schuster. I see that, but I, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna. I don't up, know. Loading up weapons for Sam. I know that, but it's not gonna be for Sam. I'm not it's so not sure, man. It's not going to I, I be so sure. for Sam. It is not going to be for Sam. Rich, I got a question for you about that. Okay. Okay, so as a Jet fan, you realize that you have all these picks, and you keep saying, like, we could give these picks to someone else. I feel else. like he's asking me the same question every day, <laughs> in but in a different ways. way. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I'm not going to ask you if, you're, if okay. you feel good. My point is, why wouldn't you keep those picks? Because if you put another young quarterback in there, he's going to have the same problems that Sam Darnold had, right? So why wouldn't you just keep those picks, get a receiver, get whatever 
you need to help build that team and just keep it moving. Why would you want to get rid of the quarterback to bring a new guy in who you're probably going to have to deal with the same growing So you just did ask me this question again because you're asking me, like, do I have confidence in my general manager? By asking that question, you're, like, wondering why aren't they doing what you think is right. I might be paranoid by categorizing your your question that way. I apologize. I'm a scarred man. I'm not trying to start no beef. I'm a scarred man. But I will just say this. You just spent the money wisely too i might add on a young studly physical wide receiver in Corey davis don't spend more money on another free agent go and dra- you got all these draft picks. go and draft one of these kids go and hit it okay go and hit it and there's another receiver who jeff smith who you know on occasion would be like, oh that is a nice catch like you went higher register whenever he flashed on the screen for the jets last year they kept him I, 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 I don't know, and I don't believe it's for Sam Darnold at all. Protect up front, rush the passer up front. That's the way I think the Jets are building. That said, go get me Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for hour number one on our radio side of things. Yeah. Levante David, hour two on the Rich Eisen Show.